Welcome to a new episode of the Covetous Connected Care Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Knight, and I'm Content Marketing Manager at Covetous. Thank you for joining us. The power of a human-animal bond makes pet parents feel passionate about their furry family members. When the subject turns to health-related costs, the result can be emotionally charged conversations between pet parents and veterinarians particularly when budgets are tight and treatment decisions become life or death. How can veterinary teams successfully navigate these conversations to benefit patients, to benefit clients and practitioners? Our guest today is Jonathan Weinberg, Senior Vice President and General Manager of PET at Care Credit, a Synchrony Solution. Care Credit, a health and pet care credit card with flexible financing options, helps pet parents finance veterinary services, treatments, and diagnostics, and is a corporate partner. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, excited to be a part of it. Same. So to start, tell listeners about any furry family members you have at home. Well, I got one right over here, and I know this is a podcast, but... You're going to get to see her. This is Miss Maddie, Maddie Weinberg, and she is a miniature poodle. She is 13 years old now, so she looks very young. Listen, she exfoliates. She takes care of herself. Um, <laughs> and um, here's an interesting stat about Maddie. She has been to, if you can believe it, 11 countries, and she has lived with me in Hong Kong and in London, and now we're in the U.S., and, you know, she has been just such a such a great companion. She has a, an older human uh, sibling, now a younger human sibling, I should say, a five-year-old human. But she, she's just great. And um, she's been such a great addition to our family and, and has made uh, has made such a difference for, for us in our life. So we're very delighted. I, I certainly am super excited to be working in this industry because I have such a, a passion for for, for our, uh, our pet family members. And, um, you know, Maddie actually is, is, is a good person to have some of these conversations with as our chief pet officer. She sits behind me all day. She could probably do this podcast a lot better than I could <laughs> you know, if, if you could speak her language, which we're still perfecting. Well, it's so fun to meet such a well-traveled pooch. And I also have a little bit of an older pet, Roxy, my Pomeranian, is going to be 13. So... It's so important to keep them healthy as they age. So question for you, more households than ever have pets, but we know from the Synchrony Lifetime of Care study in 2022 that nearly half of pet parents underestimate the lifetime cost of caring for a cat or dog. Can you walk us through findings from the study on financial preparedness and pet care? Absolutely. Listen, this is a study we commissioned in, in 2022. Just the fact that we're still talking about it shows how much it has resonated and how much it's really taken the industry really by storm because it is such an important thing. Pet ownership is at, at an all-time high, um, but the cost has always been you know, vague, right? No one really knows what we're getting ourselves into. What I do know is you're getting yourself into a partnership, a covenant that you're going to take care of that family member, just like you're going to take care of your human family member. But generally in human health or in human costs, you have insurance and insurance that is provided by your employer or provided by the government. You don't really 
here, of course, with a pet, you are responsible and you're on the hook for all that stuff. So it's so important to really know about these things. And so we said in, you know, throughout our research and talking to our veterinarian partners, what's something that we could really help the industry with? And they're like, this is something we think is an, is an area that can really help define pet parenthood and prepare potential pet parents or current pet parents on on what that commitment is going to be. We interviewed 1,200 pet owners and 100 veterinarians, and it it included an exhaustive list of dog and cat expenses from first year stuff, right? You know, spaying, neutering, vaccines, you name it, uh, to food and health insurance and to end of life expenses. And we had three really big takeaways. Um, the first one is that pet owners could spend as much as $55,000 during a pet's lifetime. And, 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 and I was going to say, uh, as much as Maddie, even more, obviously, um, with all her travels around the world, she's got three microchips. She's got one for the U.S., one for Hong Kong and one for London and, and you know, and just all, all the stuff in between. But 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 generally in, in that grouping that we selected, in, it was it was it was at that fifty five thousand dollars level where you can go. Um, nearly half of pet parents underestimate the cost of caring for their pets. Which leads to the third kind of takeaway point is that 30 million U.S. households will face an unexpected pet expense that will cause them financial worry because they're not prepared for that eventuality, unfortunately. If if you think about it, over the course of one year alone, pet owners could spend an upwards of $3,000, $2,800. Dog owners between $1,300 and and $2,800 and cat parents between $1,000 and $2,500. So, you know, in costs in the first year, this is just the first year, but, you know, it's vaccination, pet supplies and foods. It's so important that prospective pet parents understand what kind of relationship they're getting into and what kind of responsibility it is. A lot of people kind of said to me, are you trying to scare people away from being pet parents? A- absolutely not. Right. We view, I could tell you, it's, it's such a valuable thing. And you talk about the human animal bond and everything that, that, that we share. It's valuable to our own health. It's valuable, you know, not just physical health, but mental health. It's such a valuable thing to raise a family and have, have a pet be a part of it, the love and everything you get. We just think that it's so important to kind of know what you're getting yourself into so that you can be prepared and that that family member of yours gets the care that they deserve and, and that they need. Oh, 1000%. And I'm just thinking as you're talking too about this article that I think I saw in the Atlantic couple years ago about how most American families, I believe that's what it was, couldn't come up with $400 for an unexpected expense. I mean, that is the unfortunate reality. And so that, of course, spills over to caring for their fuzzy family members. You know, we also know from the Lifetime of Care study that Many pet parents take their pet to the veterinarian when there is an emergency rather than for routine preventative care. Yet, preventative care can catch diseases earlier when they're easier and, frankly, less costly to treat sometimes. So, what is it you make of this apparent disconnect? Yeah, you know, Nicole, I, I think it's similar to human health, right? There's some people that get their physicals done every year and there's people that don't, right, to some extent. And the reason why insurers in human health give you your physical for free, 
right? It's generally one thing you don't have to pay a copay for when you have a, when you have a, uh, a a health plan, right? Your employer's sponsored health plan or or, or another one is because they know if, if if you get that annual physical, things are going to be spotted earlier. Things are going to be spotted before they can you know, need more acute care later on. And it, it you know I think it'd be great if 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 all pet owners brought that same mentality to that. But just like in human health, people have the choice and people have different, you know, ideas of, of, of the best way. And, and, and so what we see is that you're right. There is, unfortunately, a lot of first-time vet visits tend to be emergency vet visits when maybe they didn't need to be, right? And so, and it's not just necessary first-time vet visits, it's, it's, it's the follow-ups and, and so on. So, you know, we know one of the biggest barriers to care is how uncomfortable conversations about finance can be when you're talking about someone's health. It's not something we normally talk about, especially in human health, right? But we, we do talk about it in 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 in, in animal health. That's, it's just a part of a system, right? And so that's why we worked with the AVMA on the language of veterinary care, to work with the veterinarians, to work with the vet techs, to work with the practice managers, to try to find words and phrases and tones that are going to resonate more with that pet parent as they're going through this decision on how to care for their pet and how to get the optimum help for them. It's difficult. Listen, it's easy. You know, I'm, I'm here in my in my home office. I'm not the ones having to have the conversation. We know, and I know that the people listening to this tend to be, you know, people working in, in, in veterinarian practices, right? And so we know that they're the front line, right? And so anything we could do, we want to do to help them be able to have that conversation because you don't want to have to choose between this expense and the other. And so we really work together on certain words that we think can do better with budgeting versus cost. And how do we how do we talk about the right kind of treatment plans? And, you know, transparency is so important in this business because, again, people are not used to weighing different costs for different procedures, right? But when you get it for a pet, it's like, okay, here's option one, two, and three. You don't really get that in a human healthcare. So really spending the time and explaining to them the difference of that and what the outcomes are is so critical. Yeah, I definitely want to dive into the ways, the most effective ways that you learned from that study. But let's stay with this just a moment longer. What is it in your experience about unexpected veterinary expenses in particular that can be so stressful and challenging for pet parents? I I think it's because our pets don't speak, right? And so we're so stressed out as pet parents on what is actually wrong with them. And it's so hard for us to fully understand what that is. The veterinarian or the vet tech or the people in the vet office, there are you know, translator, if you will, as much as it can be to that pet, you, you have just less control, right, you know, to know what's bothering them. And so I think that puts so much additional stress into it. You know, people like to control things that they can't control. It's it's the human nature, right? Um, and so I, I personally think I, I'm speaking more as a pet parent than as, as uh, than someone who runs, you know, some pet businesses. <laughs> that, that's how I view it. It's like, I'd love to know why she's walking that way or did she step on something or is this what's hurting her or, or, or so on and so forth, right? And so when you lose that element of control, then 
you rely on that upper person who you're counting on. And I think that's where some of that kind of tension goes because they know that they're deciphering what we're, or as best as they can, what the issue is with, 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 with their, with their patient. Are there specific resources or tools that pet parents can take advantage of that veterinarians can extend to pet parents in these instances? Absolutely. Um, and, and that's, that's a big part of, of why uh, we're here today, right? You know, like all Americans, pet owners are navigating the impacts of inflation. We're seeing it across the board. Veterinary prices are rising um, due to medical advances, rising cost of labor, you know, drug supplies, diagnosis, you name it, right? And the cost of keeping a, a pet happy and healthy has, has gone up, right? Let, let's, let's, let's not, you know, bury our heads in the sand and, and pretend that that isn't something that's impacting um, our industry, which then impacts pet parents having difficulty to decide if this is a treatment that I can do now, or if it's something I could delay or defer, right? Or, or, or not even do, right? And, and that's the last thing we want to see, right? So listen, no, no pet parent should ever have to choose between cost and care. Through Synchrony, uh, we have two solutions, Care Credit and Pets Best, which are dedicated to helping pet parents navigate the budgetary issues and the financial issues that being a pet parent can bring, right? This enables you to help manage your your expenses and your cash flow and be able to take care of your pet at the, at the same time. We offer a variety of plans um, that... that um, that provide not just um, emergency insurance coverage, but also wellness plans and also accident and illness only ones. And you can go and, and choose what's right for you. And what I'd add is that these two products work great together because in the insurance environment in, in the United States is a reimbursement model. So you have to go out of pocket. So we have an incredible amount of our customers use care credit and pets best together and get reimbursed and pay off their care credit bill when their when their pets best claims come in. And so so these products work extremely complementary together. We're also working with the veterinarians and the vet techs and the practice managers. We know how this boom in pet ownership has put a lot of stress on practices, right? And so one of the things we're doing is is working with your team. We're working we're working with Cavetris to make workflows easier, right? And, and, and quicker. So um, we bring them an integrated payment financing solution over time. So, you know, Care Credit is integrated with uh, Pulse, with Covetris Pulse, with Avamark, with Impromed, right? And it makes that payment experience faster and it makes, you know, the whole process a lot smoother because it allows you to do everything within that practice management system. Enhanced workflows, cash flows, by having all of the Care Credit information and tools in that PMS, it just it just makes it a much more seamless procedure. And the same thing comes with, um, you know, even applying for credit or seeing what's available on your credit, you know, is something that could be managed through that. We've together with Covetris also sending out QR codes for applications so that you remove the burden sometimes because the veterinarian or the vet tech doesn't necessarily want to have that conversation about financing. Well, putting those QR codes or those custom links, it's something that someone could very easily do self-service, get that done. And 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 and, it, and it's and it's just really about moving things easier, making things easier. And so, when you think about it, it benefits the practice, it benefits the pet parent, 
And most importantly, the person who we're looking after and who we're trying to take care of, it benefits that pet. That's so crucial. And But you also mentioned the veterinarians. And there is there is a stat I want to throw at you um, that really hones in on that point. 77% of veterinarians reported that their clients' financial constraints, so their financial hardship, these conversations they're having to have, significantly contributed to their feelings of professional burnout. And we know what a big issue burnout is right now. And so that's from a report in the Journal of the American Veterinary Medical Association, and we'll link to that in our show notes. So it just, to me, that speaks even more to the fact that coming up with solutions to improve access to care can help patients, of course, but also practitioners and then pet parents as well. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? It is, right? When you think about all the great people that work in, 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 in the vet practices from, from across the board, they went into this business, this industry to help pets. That's what they're focused on. And they're being... I wouldn't say forced into it, but they're having to have other conversations, which number one, aren't necessarily extremely comfortable to have. And number two, it's not something that, you know, they, they want to be in there in the, in the exam room and they want to be spending time with healing your pets or making sure that they're healthy. They don't want to start talking about interest rates and, and, uh, and APRs and credit checks and stuff like that. Right. That's not, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, I, I didn't, I don't, you know, when I was growing up, that's not what I wanted to do either. But here I am, right? And 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 the world is where you are. But I, and I'm lucky to be. But you make it so fun to talk about. <laughs> it makes it easy when you're dealing with 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 pet health because it's something that you can be passionate about. And you know, you're helping you know save lives and make great outcomes. But you know, in short, words matter, and there's often a disconnect between what is said and what is heard. Whether it's because it's the pressures of time, um, and with all the practices being. Uh, so in demand and not having as much break time for people in between patients to, to to have that time to really kind of think through those conversations. But speaking pet owner is is critical, right? And and you know a fundamental shift in the way veterinarian teams communicate can significantly influence a pet owner's perception about the value and importance of veterinary care. It, you know, we know that the ABMA, we, we, we did that study, we worked on the language of care. That's why we, we put that study um, to work and we shared with, you know, vet practices, this, I don't have it in front of me, I'd show you, but these flip charts of use this word maybe instead of this. And so here's a few things where, you know, I think three takeaways for me is, is more transparency. And I think I may have said this before, but pet owners want to dialogue about what they're paying for, why the vet, vet, veterinarian recommends it. And what is that medical value, if you will, for the pet, right? You know, it's, it's obviously, you know, not exact, but people want to know because, again, they're in the dark, right? It's, 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 it's not something, it's kind of like when you, when you, I have no idea when I go to the mechanic what they're going to do to my car, but I'm not going to have a 20-minute conversation about what this spark plug or what this thing is going to do to the engine or air conditioning system. But if they're doing it to my pet, I... And, 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 and my family member, I'm going to want to know everything that, that they do. And I want to invest in knowing it, not because I don't trust them, but because it's a family member and you want to know everything about them, what you could be doing. So really going deep and understanding that value and understanding what is being done is, is so important, right? And it can go a long way once uh, of, of, of helping them feel comfortable about 
spending what might be a difficult uh, dollar amount um, for them to afford at this time, right? I think the other thing is communicate a range of payment solutions. We always, you know, advise, right? You can you can talk about okay, here's what it is if you if you if you pay cash now, right? But if you have you know something like a you know like a care credit card where you can break that payment up over a year, you know, so a hundred dollars a month is something much more palatable than saying someone's got to pay twelve hundred dollars up front. That that's a big difference. So that's something that showing them that flexibility, showing them some of the options that are out there are critical. And then, you know, I think the last thing is focus on the budget more than the cost, right? So figure out, you know, what can be done, you know, instill that confidence in the veterinarian. And, you know, it it signals that it's it's a client-focused account as opposed to just like an invoice, right? The, The research showed that this helped clients, you know, prioritize what was in their pet's best interest and the veterinarians were in it for them together as opposed to a simple invoice. Not that there's such thing in, in the vet space, but it's perception. And so just to recap, that was so helpful. So more transparency, communicate a range of payment solutions and say words like budget versus cost. And also we will link to the AVMA language of veterinary care study also in the show notes so listeners can access that. Jonathan, this has been such a fun and informative conversation. Any parting thoughts or words for our listeners? Yeah, listen, I, I would say really the the pet parent, I would advise really do your research before. Think about all the options that you have out there because you don't want to be left in a situation where you're scrambling at the last minute. Care credit is there and 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 that products out there and 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 you can apply and in a very short amount of time and, and, and get an answer for emergencies. But if you could put yourself out of that stressful position and, and, and know that you have a care credit card before to, so that you're not left, you know, kind of having to deal with a, a finance application during a stressful time, or if you can have insurance before, I, I think preparedness is so important. I think, you know, and so when you, when you, when, when you're talking to your, first-time pet parents, um, when they're coming in for their vaccinations or they're coming in for their spaying and neutering, it's important to have that conversation because especially being so many first-time pet owners now, right? It's so important for them. They don't understand, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to have, you know, several uh, share my life or have several pets share their lives with me. And so, you know, you I, I've gone through the cycles. I've been through the ups and downs and I know I have a better sense of what to expect. But you just you just don't know. And so, you know, having having Maddie here, you know, she she's a great dog. She's 13. But, you know, she has Cushing's and that requires, you know, quite a bit of monitoring. She just got monitored for her uh, for her um, cortisol levels. Right. And making sure that the, the meds that she is on is 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 is, is calibrated the right way. She has a mitral uh, valve deficiency. And so she had to go to a cardiologist and she's on medicine like that. These are things that Thankfully, you know, through both care credit and pets best and, you know, I'm able to plan for and afford, but I know that I would be a lot more stressed out if I found out that in the, in the, in the heat of a moment, of course, you can't predict everything, right. And care credit will be there at that moment when you get to that emergency hospital and you're like, oh my God, how am I going to pay for that? Care credit is, is available for that. But I'd say always have a plan before just take the stress 
out of what is what you know is going to be a stressful experience. And the one thing we know, unfortunately, is that pets are going to have an emergency. So don't do it to yourself and, and be prepared. Absolutely. Well, it has been such a treat having you and Maddie on this show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Nicole. I I appreciate everything you guys are doing for the pet uh, industry and to our practices. And it's, uh, it's been a great partnership.